0: Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedicta jumpa and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, people. Welcome back to the another episode of the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I want to say thank you for people that are constantly tuning in. January is coming to an end. The first month of 2021 what an eventful few months have been like few months it feels like few months because literally like don't you feel like January lasts like an eternity it feels like a month with inside of that like other like three four months I don't know it's just like it's a long month you know like it's very long it's been very interesting what I can say, I'm full with gratitude because these weeks have been so, 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 so so busy. Like guys, I'm just very grateful. Thank God that we made it here and slowly but surely things are working out and I'm very grateful. like at moments that they were a bit like challenging, but I'm very grateful. and I'm also excited because February is coming up soon and guess what it is it's black history month in the u.s we have to remember in the u.s but as i mentioned before i work for a u.s campus here in italy and i'm going to celebrate black history month so i'm not going to put the information or the name of the place that i work at on this podcast but if you go on my personal page you can find a link in the bio if you want to participate and join some interesting conversation the beauty of it in 2021 is the fact that in the midst of this global pandemic we are able to attend events that maybe we wouldn't be able to attend in person uh so yeah if you are listening whatever you're listening from uh in a different italian city or in other countries, I see on the charts I have UK, I have Italy, I have the US. So whichever part that you're listening from, you can actually tune in for these events. So go on my personal page, Instagram page at Smiley Benny double N and a double n what and double Y. And if you go on my Instagram page, you can find the link to subscribe to these different events. Uh, it's very exciting, and I'm truly grateful. I'm grateful for finding support. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my colleagues, especially one that always tunes in for my podcast and always gives me feedback. My friend Ms. Emily, I appreciate you. I'm truly grateful and appreciative. Like, like, yeah. The support has been unreal, and I'm very looking forward to it. I'm very excited, expectant, a little bit nervous. It means a lot to me to be able to work on something like this. Uh, It makes me very truly grateful. And maybe in another episode, I will unfold what this means to me. But it means a lot. Let me just say this, especially for the way I grew up. I don't know. I can see as in the last episode I was talking about purpose. I don't know, I see so much of my purpose unfolding while working on these initiatives. So um, I'm truly grateful. I'm truly grateful. And uh, yeah. In all of this, we I cannot let generate like slide and pass us by without discussing what's happening in Italian politics. Of course like Italian politics is so dramatic and even in the midst of a global pandemic remains it remains dramatic so what's happening right now in Italy prime minister Giuseppe Conte gave his resignation like it was like by people do says like you all need to get it together like No, it wasn't really like that. But it was like, yo, like if you are any supporting me fully, I have to leave. And uh, yeah, because there is an all government crisis right now. So I will try in my way to make you understand what's happening with the Italian government and Italian politics. And I'm sure that other topics will come up. So, the other day on January 26th, Giuseppe Conte went up to the president of the Italian Republic, Mattarella, and it was like, Mattarella was like, mm, okay, I'm gonna accept his resignation. And uh, yeah, and Mattarella was like, okay, but well, you're gonna still sit there till I find somebody else to do this job. Or, like, try to... Um, after I speak with the different parties, like, political parties, we will figure out what to do next and who to give the mandate to for a... Um, for a potential new government. It will be... It could be a new government still led by Giuseppe Conte. It could be a government led by someone else. So... A name that keeps on coming up is the name of Mario Draghi, former head of the BCA, the European Bank, the European Union Bank. So it's he it is a prominent figure and is brilliant and I mean I don't know if I would like a government led like by him although. Let me hold up there before saying anything. Because The last technocratic government that we had in Italy, which was uh, before 2013, it was a bit complicated. We had an economist as the head of the government. It was a technocratic government, uh, still supported by the parliament, with Mario Monti, and uh, that was not a good one. It was created to try to tackle the government crisis that the prior uh, prime minister silvio berlusconi of the central right um, couldn't handle and manage uh, this guy was selected this guy professor mario monti but mario monti was selected but it was a very sad time for italy like it was very heartbreaking because there was such an austerity and Businesses, business owners were dying. Like, people were suicidal. People, like, committed suicide. It was, like, it was such a dark period for the Italian economy. And I still remember because I was in London. I kept reading reading these news. And it was very, very heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, so that's why we had a technological government. That could be an option. But I'm not really, like, overly excited about it. Then the other option, it could be like, oh, we could go to early elections, but it's unlikely that we will go to early election because this country has a very interesting history when it comes to democracy, elections and governments. It has a very interesting um It's very interesting. So in Italy who governs, who does the laws is not the president like in the US but is the prime minister. So same as the UK. So it's the prime minister. And the president and the actual like the president of the Italian Republic has kind of a similar role as Queen Leeds in the UK. Queen Leeds is Queen Elizabeth of course but we call it Leeds because she leads <laughs> so queen leads uh like they have a very similar role kind of and so it's a more institutional figure the italian president of the republic that today is sergio mattarella he has more the responsibility of maintaining national um unity so in italy we do not vote actually for we don't vote directly for our um our president our, the president of the Italian Republic. We don't want directly for him, but it's voted by the parliamentarians that are voted by the citizens. So if you're lucky enough to be an Italian citizen, especially if you share my background and migrant background, uh, uh or migrant background be born and raised to migrant parents, you're if you're lucky enough to access citizenship, you can uh vote and select your parliamentarians and uh, yes, yeah, so literally it's kind of the parliament the parliament is kind of the center of the Italian politics, okay so, what happens in Italy? In Italy we are supposed to have a government for five years, in theory in theory in practice, Italy since 1946 which has become a republic has been we had 67 i mean 67 governments i'm not good at maths yeah but let me tell you something yeah for like since 1946 we had like 67 governments it's almost like we had a government per year it's very very crazy and uh, the reason being the fact that we don't have like continuous government and we have like 67 governments which actually by the way oftentimes like they're led by the same person uh the reason why we have that is because like the parliament and the party game influences a lot like who sits on who sits at the in who sits as prime minister and it's very very interesting like i always try to make sense of it i get it but also i'm just there like yo you all don't make sense let me just tell you that like you're not making sense i understand it but i'm just there like you do not make sense, folks. Like, I need you to get it together. Because it's a bit crazy, the fact that we have 67 governments. But, like, the numbers com- come back when we look at the legislature. So, when we look at the moment in which, like, the parliamentarians have been elected, we actually currently are, we are at our 18th leg- legislature. So, the legislature period so normally the parliament sit, actually is able to sit for the actual five years but the prime ministers they change between those five years because the reason being is that the Prime Minister needs to be to be supported by the Parliament. So, when we go and vote, we don't actually, like, vote. Like, we vote for a party. We vote for a leader. But, actually, we don't really, like, really, really decide who's the Prime Minister. Because the Parliamentarians actually do. And it's the President of the Italian Republic that gives, like, the duty to a and select a leader after some consultations with other parties to actually go and make the government with the various ministers. It, <laughs> I know, I know some of you right now that just are just not like what, what, what was actually happening? Like, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, but this is what actually happens, and why is this possible because there is direct democracy like in case of a referendum it's where like you say yes or no for a referendum like for example like in september we voted for the cut of parliamentarians and we just we were called a citizen to have a say and it was like oh is it yes or no and we would be like yes or no and that's when actual citizens decide directly but when it comes to the uh italian government is that a citizen kind of delegate to the representative what they are supposed to do and so in this case it's called indirect democracy so all of that to say like there is so much in my head so and i like to always like loop in and build like knowledge around topic so all of this to say that yes the current italian prime minister has gave his resignation to the president of the italian republic but why did he go to give his resignation like why did he have to do that why was like bye you all like I, I ain't dealing with you all like why did he do that it, because he didn't have the full support in the parliament actually he went for a confidence vote because of the crisis that was inside the government he went for a confidence vote and he said oh look like are you all going to support me i want to find the people that are responsible and i want you to have the full support by the parliament, so he went in by the parliament and was like, mm. The House of Deputies was like, Yeah, we we'll give you full support. And then it came the other, like the Senate. The Senate was like, mm. I said, I'm not gonna give you my full support. So there was the majority, but it was relative, it wasn't absolute. And so, for this reason, like Giuseppe Conte was like, Oh, like I don't really have the full support, so I cannot really like be sitting here. But you know, let me just go inside my resignation. But President Mattarella said, oh, you're going to still sit there till I find somebody Oh, till we come back. You still got to sit there in the midst of this global pandemic. You're going to sit there. So with this to be said, but why actually Conte find himself in this position? So President Conte found himself in this position because his government is sustained by a coalition. So in the moment, like a party is not able to have the full majority after an election, he has to meet with other, party, other parties to find a compromise to be able to have a solid government. So currently, we have the populist party, the Five Star Movement, that at uh, 30% following the fourth of March election of 2018 so in when they had the full majority they didn't have the full majority because they had about 30 something percent they had to go and look for parliamentarians and look for part another party that would support them and make a coalition government in order to lead the country so when they did that is that like, so they this government was founded on a coalition that was different from the one of twenty eighteen. Uh, the first coalition was uh, the populist party, the Five Star Movement, with the far right party Liga Nord. And meanwhile, this current and uh, with Conte as the head of the of the government, so as prime minister, and that government was so problematic. Like, let me tell you. I was actually scared for my own life. I'm not going to lie to you on this podcast. I'm going to be very honest. Because it was scary what was happening. Because we saw like laws and rights especially like literally like the only like laws that that government did in 18 months was the fact of like making sure that rights are taken away from refugees foreigners and Italians of foreign origins because thanks to that government with the the decreti sicurezza which they were the, the security decree security security they're only talking about immigration nothing much they're only talking about immigration are they really talking about mafia no of course not we only the only problem in this country that we have is immigration of course like what are we talking about of course it's immigration right like. This country is crazy. Like, yeah. So, what they did, like, the Far Right Party, which is the Lega Nord, which, which is now called the Lega, which is very, like, popular, especially in the area I grew up. They, uh what they did is, like, they did all these laws against, like, foreigners, asylum seekers. They made their life impossible. Uh, they made it difficult for people to get documents to be, like, safe as well. We saw, like boats of boats of immigrants like just being like rejected or stand back and travel across the Mediterranean with people that traveled deserts and walked in order to find better opportunities we saw like the inhumanity of this country and this government throughout like those 18 months and we also saw like having citizens of class a and class b Because myself, currently, as an Italian citizen, someone that acquires citizenship through my parents, because when my parents became Italian, I was a minor. And so I was able to access Italian citizenship. So when I became an Italian citizen, what happened, currently, I can actually lose the citizenship. The reason being is because of the Salvini decrease, the security decrease, for which says that, Oh, if you're convicted of something and you're not an Italian citizen, you can lose Italian citizenship, which is actually bloody insane. Because you are literally saying that if you're not an Italian citizen by blood, you are less Italian than someone that is an Italian citizen by blood, which is actually very dangerous. It's very dangerous. And this law is actually still in place because afterwards, like... Salvini was caught up with all this like oh I'm going I'm going to be the prime minister now because first Conte was the prime minister which he was actually an outcast of Italian politics he's a lawyer I don't know where they go when they went to find him you know because I'm just there, like who are you like I don't know you like it was just this random guy and he seemed like very like a a muppet in the hands of this Two parties, which is the five-star movement, and the Liga. I was like, what the Liga? De, which is the leg? And I was like, I didn't like him at that at that time because it was just literally like complicit uh, of this of these governments and these policies that were hateful towards towards the other, towards immigrants, towards people that are outcasts in this country so i always say that like giuseppe conte at the time because i was like my friend you're not doing the right job like no 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 like you need to challenge like especially also the five-star movement but i'm not expecting anything from the five-star movement so it was a bit crazy so with that like how do we got to another like that government the one that was on from march 2018 until like was it september September 2019, something around that time. So that government actually felt like the government felt because Salvini was like, I'm going to become prime minister. Like, I'm going to take the power because it was becoming more popular between the between the polls, like the polls that they were doing, it was becoming more popular. So it was like, Oh, I'm gonna take the power back. I'm going to become prime minister. It would have been a freaking nightmare. But bad, 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 bad. He wasn't smart enough. He didn't realise that yo, I'm not the one in charge here. Because actually it's the president of the Italian Republic that the one that is the one in charge that decides are we going to elections or no. He does not decide. And the it it, 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 president of the Republic decides if we go to elections, It's he it decides based on the consultation that we, he has with the other parties. So if the parties say like, oh, we'll be able to find uh, someone to build a new government and to be the new majority like the president is going to be like i'm gonna give you a mandate i'm gonna give a mandate to a certain person that's going to be a prime minister has the responsibility to actually pass the to he has the responsibility to actually make the government and then being approved by the parliament and then become the prime minister. So Salvini Salvini clearly doesn't know how this country works and how his politics works despite doing politics for a long time and his ego was too big. So he got sit down like Conte clap back you know how I said that it was a pet. no no my guy Conte like clap my guy mm, kind of like he clap back you know and he was like yo like you I, I told him I proper told him off that day and I remember I was watching the video and I was like whoa I was like Conte being savage here like proper coming for is like behind because it was like yo you attacking me like why are you attacking me it was just like you attacking me and you're a member of the government da 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 it proper addressed my thoughts in, in a way that, that I never saw in the past That was like okay contestant. it looks like you're not my pet it looks like you actually have your own head and you're able to think okay 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 we see it so with that like the other government was like, oh, the 66th government, it was like, "Mm, it's done. Like, no, that was the 65th government of the Italian Republic. It was like, oh, it's done. We out. So, Mattarella was like, yeah, Conte, you go back and make another government. So, the Five Star Movement now decided to be like, we are the populist party. We don't really care if we are with the right or the left. So, they were like, we're going to the central left party the Partito Democratico, the PD which is the Democratic Party and they were like, mm, come and do a party come and do a government with us so we can have the majority so they ended up making a government with the Democratic Party and also they ended up making a government with this party called Italia Viva which is the party by Matteo Renzi the one responsible for making countersign resign again. So, my is, is, is just dramatic, you know like at first you at first we were all like oh it's super charismatic oh my gosh like it used to be the mayor of florence and everybody was like oh look at look at this mayor of florence be super cool look at him like making super cool policy oh it seems like very like young and in tune with people and everybody was like oh it looks like it seems very charismatic and da 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 and people felt for him and unfortunately i also felt for him like i was like oh he seems like a cool guy seems like he wants to make some change in this country he doesn't want to make it like as old as was always as always been so that would be an interesting person but my guy zico is so big is so big that he decided to pull the black the plug to the government i was like why would you unplug the government at this time like why do you want to just like make the government die? Like, I'm just like, that's not the time. It's sad because we they're not managing, they're not doing the right actions for the recovery fund that was received from the European Union. I think the reason is something else. And the only reason for which we are in this situation is his bloody ego. Like his ego is so huge. It's just, he's an annoying person. Like at the end of the day, it's just annoying. So like, yeah, it was like, Mm, I'm not supporting the government anymore, and now I'm also go to take, remove my ministers too. So the minister Bellanova and the minister for equal opportunities, the left Bella Nova. She's the minister for she was agriculture, agriculture, if I'm not mistaken, and. Um, and the other minister, which her name is, she's not coming to me. She was the Minister for Equal Opportunities. And they were both from Italian Viva. So the ministers of the party Italia Viva, which means Italy Alive, they were like, oh, we're leaving. But the craziest part about this is Renzi had a press conference with the minister from Italia Viva. And they're both women, Okay. What he did, it was like I wanna be a gentleman, so I'm going to speak for them. I will use I will quote him to say like what when I heard and read that he said that during the press conference, I was like my first reaction shock, shock like as it was saying with his Italian accent. It would be like my first first reaction shock I'd be like how dare you to say that you are being a gentleman by speaking for two adult ministers women like how dare you like how dare you like that's just and this is how insane this country can be like this country like you are from a certain left party which in theory they're all in favor of like equal rights for women and equal access to opportunities for women but when it comes to practice this country is so and like it's so how would i would say it's so like implicitly sexist sometimes the culture is so implicitly sexist that oftentimes when even like men that are progressive they still think they have to speak for women or like patronize women, or mansplaining to women, and I saw that in so many different occasions. Like it's insane. Like I always like, I'm something, sh- I'm something real shocked about like the way this country still talks and address women and let me tell you this is coming from a young black woman that I've been to different places may I just say in this country which has worked in politics which she has worked in many different in many different places and I'm just there like it's a little bit like problematic the way this country is still so patronizing towards women and I will add also like especially towards with foreign women as well like it's so problematic so him doing that during the press conference I was like no you did not do that you're so disrespectful how dare you to speak for someone it's just so frustrating because i think it's frustrating as an entire woman when you see this dynamics but it's also particularly frustrating also when you see like how like intersectionality plays so in the moment that you are a woman but you're also women you're also a black women in my case, but I'm sure like many other women of different backgrounds, if, especially if you're foreign or if you uh, share any other background, you can probably relate to like that feeling, that, that sense of how like patronizing this country can be. So yeah, we also see that in Italian politics. I think with some more women um, taking spaces in the last few years, we see more like women like, Currently, the president of the Senate is a woman for the first time. It's just we see more women be out there with Italian politics. But still, I feel that sometimes even these women, sometimes they they, they need to probably even challenge even more. I feel like Italian politics and Italian society in order to not play the same games that's been played for century in this country. So, yeah. In all of this, like, yeah, so Renzi was like, I'm not supporting the government anymore. So, this is how, like, this actual crisis started. Like, the government crisis. And it's such it's such a selfish thing to do. And I, that's why I say his ego is so huge. Because I'm just, by the way, I'm talking here. Like, it, it better not be suing me, you know. Because I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying what it is, okay? And how it is. Okay. okay. So it's just like his ego is so big that, like, I feel like it's so selfish right now to pull a plug to a government that has been in the midst of a global pandemic. Like, is this the time right now to have a government crisis? Is the time? Is it the time right now that the country is struggling with school, with, uh, with like hospitals and other things? Like, we need a solid government and my idea about Giuseppe Conte started changing at the beginning of this global pandemic because honestly like my guy, he was just here just to be there but he stepped, to be honest he stepped his game up when it came to actually, uh, actually address it and find a solution for this country to contain the deaths of COVID-19 so for that I actually respect, it, respect him I wish like for some things they would have done better. Like for example, when it comes to schools, like eh, schools, we could have done better. Like it was a bit confusing when it came to the distance learning. But I think it has exposed like the problem between the Italian schooling system, especially the fact of having older professors. Um, I think it's also like exposed many issues, especially when it comes to inequality. So I think there's so, so much work to be, do, to be done. And I feel like contact can be blamed to a certain extent but for some other things i'd be like mm. like for example public transportation i think it was insane the fact that we weren't able to have more buses or more like trains and stuff for, to ensure that they were not crowded so those are the things that people are be frustrated with is the fact that oh I'm sh- something. could have been managed better and what I was discussing as well with my mom and my sister yesterday was the fact that in this country we're not very good at creating jobs because of the nature of the contracts that we have like we have like very good to be honest we have quite good like contracts in this country when it comes to workers rights the only thing is like the salaries are are a bit lower maybe compared to another countries but you have loads of paid leaves and you are very like pretty much protected as an employee and I think even of when I was working in the UK I definitely feel more protective in this country in the moment especially at a contract to like I had a contract I felt like more pro- I feel more protective compared to when I had a contract in the UK the problem although is the fact that um, salaries are low and to get a contract can be very difficult so in all of this I think like Italy could have this could have been an opportunity to create jobs and the Italian economy as usual was not ready but yeah this episode, I'm really talking like some deep stuff about this country. So it's official. We are in a government crisis. The current prime minister, which is his second government, because he has a different coalition, um, it's has resigned again. There could be a chance. There could be a 3rd Conte government, because if uh, pre- the president decides to give him the duty to go inform the government we could have a third counter government so let's see how that plays out that's going to be interesting but i still say madame renzi because it's so annoying and it's the second time in pulling like ruin a government because even when like ericolata was prime minister aka my favorite italian politician was prime minister it, like he also said like oh yeah like you go and it was like oh like it said stay sereno it was like oh chill something like that like <laughs> and that's become an inside joke uh especially with the fact that because i went to ricolata policy school and so that's an inside joke every time like we like us like alumni uh go that went to his school like we know that joke about the bell because when you change government you give the bell to the next prime minister so it has become an, an an inside joke because honestly like even that time like when Renzi decided to be like I'm going to be prime minister, well, with the support of the Democratic Party. It wasn't the appropriate time, I felt, because I honestly, like, I felt like the latter government was one of the best governments, which, by the way, had the first black minister, which was Cecile Keyang, oh my gosh, I'm sure I mispronounced the last name, Cecile K. Yang. I, I don't know, in Italian, like, they would say Keyang, but I think it's, it's, it's pronounced. So, I need my Congolese people to call me out and actually help me out to pronounce her last name because I think I'm always getting it confused. But, like, yeah, Minister Cecil, she was the first black minister. And um, it was, like, it was a nice time because, for me, like, it made me, like, realize, especially with the fact I such a passion for politics, I was like, oh, there could be a- an actual chance in this country that, Oh, maybe one day I'll become, like, I can be part of the Italian politics. And that gave me so much hope. But it made me very sad at the same time because of the backlash that this woman received and the way that she was treated and the fact that she got through bananas. She was called the monkey by a senator. Like, it was just horrible, like, the way that she was dehumanized in this country and and i think that's made us more aware of the fact like our racism is so like still like pretty much embedded in this country despite people think like it's not there because italians overall are nice people it's like no the racism is pretty present and we need to acknowledge it and don't pretend that it's not there and not say that these are just few crazy <coughs> few crazy people so i think that's the the craziest part but, yeah, but I wish, you know what I wish to know? I wish that, and that's some a reflection that came later on in life. It was like, I wish actually uh, Minister Cecile Kuyang wasn't uh, simply the Minister for Immigration, but she could have been honestly the Minister for Health. Because in that government, there was a Minister for Health who she wasn't actually a doctor. And I was like... You have an old doctor in your team and you put it under like the Ministry of Immigration, which it made sense because I think it was still needed a ministry for immigration. Because it I think the idea for like a was the fact that, oh, like I think immigration is something we need to talk about and work on and do things uh, towards and actually be active and have actual policies and work towards uh, instead of treating all of that as an emergency or as a matter of safety which was a great idea but i wish she would have maybe selected somebody else's for that role because i feel like C- uh, cecil yang could have been like a god she could have been actually a very good like minister of health due to her experience that she has as a doctor. And I think that's the thing about diversity and inclusion, is the fact that when we have Black people in workplaces, or we have POC people in workplaces, it's important that we realize something, that we do not only have Black people, Black colleagues, only there to do Black stuff, or to do things specific to diversity and inclusion for all for everybody like and I say this as someone that that's kind of also my field I'm passionate about this I'm happy to do it um but there are people that oh I'm sure they have other skills I also have other skills and other knowledges and I know other people as well the skills and other knowledges and I think the challenge is for when you are in people when you are doing stuff is the fact to when we're doing diversity and inclusion make it more as a normality, like, I think the step further that we needed to take is the fact to have, like, black people, people of color, minorities, like, have them as, like, journalists, have them as teachers, have them as uh, bankers, have them in different roles, and so to better explain, like, they kind of, I don't, I don't want to say the normality, but I have to say like the normality of the div- to be different, to be diverse, like to just explain it on a daily. And I think the backlash, I'm not justifying it, but I'm just saying that the backlash, I think was there because in this country, we're not so used to still to see like black people in professional roles. And so for this reason, we need to actually like, um ensure that like people are employed like people with foreign origins people of different uh for different background are employed and the thing is i'm seeing like changes now that more people people of color people of color black people have been hired and also like people from the lgbt community as well like people have been hired more but the fact is like there has to be specific policies to ensure that this this is guaranteed between the hiring process that there is like a selection that is is more inclusive and truly 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 challenges biases and not just thinking that uh we are not racist so it's not like you're not hired because you're black it's not because of this no 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 we need to realize that stereotypes and biases do exist where whether they are implicit or explicit they are there and they need to be addressed and this doesn't help us in order to like sometimes have a truly diverse pool of talents so for this reason i think it's absolutely absolutely important that we have actual like um i would i say that we actually have real efforts towards the racing inclusion that goes beyond of beyond like just having like uh black people covering the rules for like all the anti racism. Like i I'm I'm sure, like the, and I'm sure there are black people that are happy to do it, like myself, and there are other black people as well that maybe they want to do something else. So make sure that let me let let me put it this way, okay? Make sure that the black people that you hire are not only there for the diversity and inclusion. Like, make sure that you hire black people in different, like, in different roles, that sh- and also leadership roles. In order to prove as well that that black people can have equal, equal access to opportunities. But not because they're just, they're just, oh, just because I need to have a black director or a black person there. As many like now fashion companies are doing. No, 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 no you need to do it because generally this person is talented and it's going to contribute to something and i would not let their skin color not access this opportunity so this is what i would say i hope i made sense but anyway like i think i spoke for so long and i hope like you got to learn a little bit about Italian politics, Italian society and how complex it is. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope I did though. Like and I wanna say thank you for tuning in and taking your time to listen and I appreciate you as always. I wanna say thank you for the love and the support. We I'm for, I believe for better days ahead for the rest of twenty twenty one. And I want to say a big thank you. Have a great day, week, month, whatever time it is that you're listening to this podcast. Take care. I appreciate you. Don't forget, you can follow the P- Instagram page of the Chronicles of Italian Black Women at Chronicles of A B I Double V. F- oh my gosh. I shouldn't know it by now. It's Chronicles of A B I Double V w and you can follow my personal page at the smiling bunny with two wise uh, two wise like yeah with this let, let's let's wrap it up please let's wrap it up take care bye